1: season is upon us. We are one weekend, college football season. This is Believe in Benny LA, episode 12. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter, of course, at smaxwell713. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Lewart. Follow him on Twitter at loumandingorock and his fellas at stagcap at Stag Capital. How did the first weekend for college football go for you, Chris?
0: It went very well. Uh, outside of the debacle that was UCLA, that was the low point, and things took off after that. So uh, very pleased to have a nice, clean, mostly clean anyway, start to the season. Uh, feels good to see things happening the way they should to start.
1: Speak for yourself, cleaning. it, we had all kinds of nasty injuries. We'll talk about with the most prominent one here uh, in the Southland a bit later, of course, with quarterback JT Daniels, unfortunately suffering a season-ending tourney. Seattle and Niscus tear for the USC Trojans. We'll definitely talk about that game in a little bit. Before we talk about both college football and, of course, the NFL returning, we're going to talk about our sponsor today, Bookie. Let me ask you this, Chris. If you found $100 cash on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking?
0: I would pick it up, but very cautiously.
1: Very cautiously, yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of things that can go wrong, I guess, but You definitely would take the money if there was no strings attached. You would take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I and you go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And, of course, the most important part, they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And so that's why you go to my bookie. I wouldn't be telling you guys about my bookie if I wasn't using them myself. They weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, which – uh, let's be honest, for what listening to the show, you, you probably are. A little bit, you're going to dabble. At least uh, go to MyBookie. They're going to match your very first deposit. Uh, and there's a lot of great things you can play on there. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code ARENA. That's A-R-E-N-A, ARENA. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And speaking of getting paid, let's talk about how we did last week. Chris, you led the way with a 4-1-1 one, and one record. You won on... South Carolina at North Carolina. That first half went just like I think we both thought it was going to happen. All game, thirteen to six and a half. You cashed on that thirty-two and a half. You pushed on Fresno State first half, uh, plus seven. You lost on the full game. SC minus thirteen and a half as Fresno State covered that one. You won just barely. Actually, no, you didn't. You won very well in this one. Uh, Northwestern at Stanford first half. Uh, there's only twenty-four total points in the game. You had under twenty-four. They ended up losing Northwestern though. That that cover late in that game, and then you hit. On Oregon, first half plus three, one. Uh, luckily, we both got <laughs> Auburn minus four, and I got minus three and a half uh, in that full game with that incredible touchdown throw by Bonix in the waning seconds of that game. You went four, one and one. Mine was not quite as rosy. I went two, two and one. I won big on the badgers. That was my easiest win of the entire weekend. They won 49-0. Uh, they were only a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. I lost on SC. I thought they were going to easily cover 13-and-a-half points. They did not. I also lost on Oklahoma. They did not cover their large spread against Houston. I also barely won on Auburn, and I pushed last night on Louisville, plus 18 at home against Notre Dame. I did fortunately get them at plus 19, which cashed. Uh, so I think I, I feel like that's almost a win for me at Louisville. But uh, technically speaking, 2-2-1 two, two and one for me, 4-1-1 one and one for you. We're going to be keeping track all season about how we did uh, and follow along at home. If if you guys are are uh, you know taking bets there and you want to tally up your scores, if you want to keep us accountable, you can hit us both up on Twitter. Of course, again, minus S Maxwell seven one three. Chris is at Lou Mandinga Rock, and this is Believe in Betting LA episode twelve. You can follow all of the great Believe podcasts at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-B dot com, and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter.
0: All right. And that's so actually boy, on, it's, it's a really good really good example. Uh, Sam is that plus 19 that you got on Louisville later. This is why I repeat time after time after time, shop around, play for value, look for line movements, get it as much as you can when you can because those half points matter, especially in football, that's the difference between getting paid and not getting paid. I'll harp on it as we continue, but just wanted to point it out when it happened, that plus 19 put cash in your pocket.
1: Yeah, and I, I especially love when you're already on a bet and then the line happens to move in your favor. That almost gives me more confidence. That means that more people that don't know what they're talking about are betting on the other side. Uh, it gives me, you know, an ad- advantage on the scoreboard with that extra point, which ended up being all the difference in the world for this one. Uh, it also means that someone out there who doesn't know what they're talking about probably, at least, uh, is betting on the other side. Um, this was a weird weekend of college football. There is there not a lot of real excitement, a lot of fireworks, but it was still... A lot of fun. You had some major upsets. Obviously, Tennessee went down. You had Purdue going down. You had some major injuries as well. Uh, but it's fun. It's good to be back here. It's we to have a Badger
0: victory. We're 1-0.
1: Uh, how did the boys at Claremont McKenna do?
0: That is a good question. I have not checked on the Stags' record. I can tell you that we're defending Skyak uh, champions, conference champions. That was the first time in a long time. Uh, that we won conference, so very excited to see what they do to defend the title this year. I will need to look that up and see how the boys did.
1: We have this thing called the internet, which is just beautiful. I mean, by the time I finish talking, you could theoretically have your answer. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll check back in on how stack did, and if we can find some Division three betting, I'm sure you would clean up. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we can find a bookie out there that yeah. that goes real, real deep into into college football at the lower levels. All right, we're going to break down, we're going to talk about, and this is, I think, how we're going to do almost every week moving forward here. We're going to talk about all four local teams, that includes SC, of course, UCLA, the Chargers, and the Rams in the NFL. We're going to have our best bet from college, and we're going to have a best bet from the NFL. So there's going to be uh, a litany of different things, including all four local games. We're going to start in college football, where UCLA hosts the 1 0 San Diego State Aztecs. UCLA, of course, uh, is 0 1 after a tough loss last week to Cincinnati. Uh, they did not look particularly impressive in that game, but guess what? Neither did San Diego State. They only won a 6 0 game against Weber State. San Diego State combined for only 238 total yards in that game. They were 5 of 20 on third downs. There were three yards per, per rush. Uh, I really like the under here. Sorry, I forgot to give the, the, the lines here. Usually it's favored by a touchdown. The over under is 46. Now, there will be brighter days ahead for UCLA's offense. They looked dreadful for most of the game last week. It was clear that they struggled to move the ball, which is uh, not completely unexpected, but I thought they would be a little better this year than they were at the beginning of last year. Uh, but this San Diego City team, not only can they play defense, they've been a good defensive team for a while, uh, but they are not going to be able to score. This is a get-right game for the UCLA defense. 46, and this should be more like 35. I think we're going to see uh, something like a 24 to three victory for ucla so not only do i think they cover but i think the under is really the safe play here i'm not sure how ucla is going to treat this once they get way ahead which i think that they will i think it's going to be a sloppy game i think it's going to be a very low scoring game i like the first half under uh the overall under 46 for the full game here what's your thoughts on this one chris
0: yeah, the so the lines I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing San Diego State plus seven, USCLA minus seven. That's minus 102 on San Diego State, minus 112 on UCLA. Money line, San Diego, plus 229, minus 280 for UCLA. And the over-under I saw was 45.5. So if you can get 46, good on you. I'm seeing both the over and the under at minus 109. Again, shop for your prices, please. Everything we do at Stag Capital is based around betting on value. To your point, I think uh, our line makers here have overvalued the vaunted Chip Kelly offense. I don't think he has the personnel at UCLA, and I think the act has kind of has worn thin a little bit and that the rest of football has kind of caught up to hurry up, spread, run a quick offense. Uh, I love the under, uh, 45-half, 46, the best you can get it. Uh, If I had to bet on this game, I would definitely take the full game under.
1: If you could put, you know, a a cop. confidence rating on this under here would it be you know way behind the sky and this is a five-unit play or you know what's your confidence level in the under here in this game
0: i feel strong to quite strong uh again the the numbers actually right now the numbers i'm looking at don't have me betting it one way or the other but i'm just you know sticking my finger in the air and seeing which way the wind is going to blow hopefully that number moves a little bit uh and it ends up being a good price but i just i mean san diego state like you said good defense ucla I just I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that offense blow anybody out. I haven't seen it work like a well-oiled machine. I just, it's early in the year. We've said it a hundred times. Defenses come out early. They look good early. I know everybody's going to be hammering the offense, but, um, I just don't see it. I don't see how these points are going to get made up unless it just it does a complete 180, which would be classic, but I would bet that under with confidence.
1: It's really funny looking at some of these early season, <coughs> excuse me, box scores. Uh, Weaver State and San Diego State, they combined for 392 total yards from scrimmage uh, in that game. UCLA's box score was potentially even sadder. I mean, they only combined for 38 points in this game last Thursday. We have an extra touchdown in this game going up against San Diego State. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, there, there will certainly be brighter days ahead for him. But just, you know, in, in watching this game, it almost felt like this is even worse. He could uh, not do a lot right. But 8 of 26 for 156 total yards, two touchdowns, two picks, two lost fumbles. He rushed 10 times for negative 20 yards, a QBR of 5.9. I mean, that is just abysmal. It looks it looks terrible on paper. It looked even worse on my TV screen last Thursday. Um, again, I expect there to be brighter days ahead for UCLA. I did take them over five and a half total wins. That Cincinnati loss was one of those swing ones that we discussed. Uh, it's not going to be easy for UCLA to hit that over. But I do... Have optimism for this team long term. Uh, I just don't know, uh, you know, offensively, like you mentioned, if they're ever going to be the juggernaut that we thought them to be. And uh, look, if they keep unimpressing, uh, that seat's going to get even hotter for Chip Kelly. And, and teams generally don't play well when their head coach is under intense scrutiny, which is a great transition over to our other LA team, and that is the USC Trojans. Uh, they won a close, very competitive game against the President State last week. And they're hosting a marquee matchup in the Pac-12 this week. 1-0 Stanford coming to take on 1-0 USC. This one's Saturday evening, 7.30 p.m. Under the bright lights here. Uh, we had a lot of excitement for this game across the country. Uh, it was going to be a, you know, a great game. Uh, then both quarterbacks got injured last week. Stanford's KJ Costello is officially questionable. He took a forearm to the head at the very end of the first half last week against Northwestern. I don't know if you've seen that, but it was very vicious in slow motion. I would be surprised... If Costello, who's known to be a tough guy, uh, ends up playing in this game. And then, of course, J.C. Daniels, as we mentioned at the top of the show, out for the season, torn ACL, torn meniscus. Tough break for the true sophomore out of San Anna for modern day. Um, it, it was going to be a good season, I think, for J.C. Daniels, and he is now going to be rehabbing until next year. So this right now is Trojans are a one-point home favorite. The over-under is 45 here, and you got to figure, Chris, that the line is going to swing one way or another several points based on how KJ Costello, uh, how that announcement goes. Head coach at Sanford, David Shaw, had already mentioned that this will not be a game-time decision. I repeat, it will not be a game-time decision. So we will know probably by Thursday whether or not Costello is going to play. Uh, we're, going to, you know, this, we're recording this Tuesday, September 3rd, late in the evening. We'll probably get this published uh, on Wednesday the 4th. So you may already even know uh, one way or another who is going to be starting quarterback for the Cardinal in this game. But uh, I figure KJ Costello is not going to play. And I think we're going to see the swing to SC about a two and a half point, three point favorite. I think there's no value there, Uh, but at minus one, basically money line here. uh, I still think SC is going to come out. They're going to be desperate, but most importantly, I'm taking the under again. I don't like there to be a lot of points scored in the LA college football scene this week. 45 is really high for potentially uh, two quarterbacks. You have, a true freshman quarterback for USC. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right. Kedon Slovis. He actually looks pretty good last week uh, in relief of Daniels. He was a big-time recruit uh, from the Phoenix area, where he played for a very competitive program there. he did. The moment didn't look too bright for him. That being said, Stanford's defense is going to be a lot different. They hit different. They disguise different. They blitz different. Um, and I'm expecting a rough afternoon for him. David Mills, who was 7-14 for 81 yards relief, a full half uh, last week for Stanford, is... Is the backup quarterback there? We'll we'll see, of course, whether or not he goes. Uh, But with this iffy quarterback play, with Stanford looking really stout on defense last week in that Northwestern game, I'm going to very confidently take the under here. So I have both the under in the UCLA game and I have the under in the SC game here. I'm going to lean both home teams to win. I don't think there's a ton of value here, but I do think if you're going to take SC, take them now because I don't expect Costello to play.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards. So the numbers here: Stanford plus one, minus one hundred five, m- money line even, over under forty five half is what I'm seeing. Uh, even money on the over, minus one twenty on the under. SC minus one at minus one hundred nine, money line minus one fifteen. I like SC. I think uh, losing your quarterback hurts. I think this is going to be the rallying cry. I think this is going to bring the team together. I was not overly impressed by Stanford playing at home against Northwestern, traveling across the country. Uh, Northwestern is good, don't get me wrong, but they're not Stanford good. Um, Stanford shouldn't have had the – to kind of hang on and, and have that late, you know, debacle by Northwestern, which was just a bad beat nightmare. Uh, was bad as a bad of a beat yeah, as it could possibly be. <laughs> yeah, glad I wasn't anywhere near that, and I, I just had my money on the first half. But I think USC uses this as a rallying cry. Uh, I would, if you like SC like I do, the numbers aren't offside right now, so I don't have anything on it. But if is going to play for Stanford, that number moves to, like, Stanford plus three, plus three, or no, I'm sorry, Stanford minus three, something like that, because their quarterback's going to play. You get USC getting points at home at night, rallying after the quarterback's hurt. I'd take USC for sure. Right now I'd take them. Um, I But also you could wait if you want. And if you want to get really crazy, fade public opinion and just parlay it with the over. Because why not? Because why wouldn't they put up 50 points after their quarterback gets hurt? It just makes perfect sense.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not going to like that if, that if that goes significantly <laughs> over. But we'll see. All right. So to recap it, I think we're both taking both unders <laughs> this weekend. Uh, and uh, we, we both kind of favor USC here. Obviously, that can change if KJ Costello does, in fact, play. Does that change your opinion at all? If, if Costello announced that he's going to start this game, does that change your opinion at all on either the under or SE?
0: No, I like SC no matter what. Uh, I I don't think, you know, Costello is, is a fine player, but I don't think he's going to be the difference maker in this. I think SC is going to rally around this. They've got skill players for days um the backup watch the backup just be lightning right just you know not a care in the world nothing to lose you know hawking it all over the field and and throwing for four touchdowns it just is absolutely the way i could see it going Uh, again the numbers aren't offsides right now don't have any money on them one way or the other but i like usc and if i had about five cocktails you could talk me into the over (laughs) but but right now i would i would just take sc
1: all right so basically i mean I guess there's not a lot of strategy here because you're going to take SE either way, but they'll probably be an underdog uh, if Costello is announced to play. So it's interesting kind of strategically when you choose to take this game, uh, if you think that it doesn't make any sort of difference. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk best bets here for college. We're each going to take one bet per week that's not involving either UCLA or SC. I mean, you certainly could take them as your best bet, but this way at least it gets us a third college game we're going to break down. Let's start with you here, Chris. What's your best bet across the college landscape here in week two of the college football season?
0: So with this early hour, the one game I've seen that's pretty decently offsides is Georgia Tech playing that fearsome South Florida team. I heard <laughs> they lost. They lost to somebody last week. I just don't know who it was. Um, <laughs> Georgia Tech minus six. Uh, I'm seeing it at minus one hundred and twenty in a couple places. The fair market value on that is minus one hundred and ten. So to that game being pretty offsides. if you can find georgia tech at minus 110 i would say take it with confidence um but feel free again to shop around and see if you can beat that by a little bit not impressed by the south florida performance and i actually think georgia tech is a pretty darn good football team so georgia tech minus six with confidence
1: interesting georgia tech you know their over
0: under uh season total wins this year was i think we talked about that was that a what were we like a seven seven and a half with them There's- Four, four Are you kidding games. Me? That so, team, four games. So, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure they're going to be an excellent team, but you
1: know, we'll see. That's South Florida team. Well, first of all, let me just take a, a brief victory lap after that. Yeah, I think I handicapped that as perfectly as I possibly could. But for everyone saying that I, you know, I'm a homer, I'm biased. Um, I know my team's going to go out there and kill it, and I know they're not going to kill it. They're 35 point favorites this week. I'm not telling you uh, to take the Badgers, but. But they went out there, and they're absolutely dominant. It was as good as I could have imagined. I slammed the under in that game because of the weather. Uh, I told you the chemistry issues were going to be there. I told you about the boost of Quintess was being back there. So all I'm saying is, listen to me on all things Badgers. The Big Ten, I think I have a pretty good uh, uh, handicap in mind here. and, and a good, a good. Re- I'm a good resource, I think, for both the Badgers and the Big Ten. And staying with the Big Ten is going to be my best bet for this Week 2 College Football Edition and that's going to be fading the Minnesota Gophers. They're going on the road. They're at West here. They're taking on Fresno State. This game is Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Big Ten teams, of course, when they come out to the West Coast and play these Pac-12 Mountain West whack opponents in the evening, things don't tend to go their way. I remember a couple of years ago the Badgers had a weird loss to Will Sutton, the Arizona State Sun Devils, where the ball was uh, kneeled and they're trying to get the ball back and the refs were on top of it and they weren't. They couldn't get a playoff. Uh, Iowa's lost a couple tough games at Arizona. We've seen all kinds of weird things happen to Big Ten teams. Minnesota, coming off potentially uh, their best season in quite some time under head coach PJ Fleck, they went out and came out extremely flat in a 28 to 21 home victory in their debut last week against South Dakota State. We talked about Fresno State. This is a great team. I like their quarterback. He's a tough guy to bring down. Uh, they're going to, you know, this is their biggest home game of the year by far. They're a three point underdog here i think they're going to win this game outright but give me the points while it stays at plus three i think fresno state's going to take this victory and run with it they match up relatively well Minnesota and minnesota did not look good last week in a seven point victory so i'm taking fresno state plus three and we'll see if that comes to fruition here on saturday evening all right you ready Let's, any
0: last thoughts here in college before we move on and talk about the nfl Let's do. Oh, I can get in here. So I looked at CMS. So I CMS is Claremont mudd Scripps. Those are the oh, three nice. schools that, that part together for sports. Uh, Pomona and Pitzer have their own teams. We, if we combined, we would probably have a, a Division II or maybe a Division a program, but I digress. Uh, the boys at CMS have not played yet. So, Saturday, this Saturday, September 7th, is the first game at Puget Sound in Portland. Okay. Ghost Eggs.
1: Wow! All right, undefeated. So we'll we'll check back in. Do <laughs> you have a brief handicap on? Uh... Stags at Puget
0: Sound. I absolutely have no handicap. Uh there are no published lines that I have ever seen for a Division 3 game outside of uh the playoffs and kind of the, the final yeah. couple rounds of the know. of the yeah, D3 playoffs. You'll inevitably see Mount Union and, and UW Whitewater playing each other at some point and and they'll set a line for that, but yeah, for the Stags, uh, I'm not sure we're going to see a line on this Puget Sound game, but coming off a uh a conference championship, I like them. Take them. Take them where you can get them. Go find some guy down the street to let you lay money on the, on the Claremont Stags.
1: There's only so many bookmakers you can find that uh, really have a, a depth of knowledge in Division Three football. Because, let's face it, if there were Division Three lines, you'd have people like yourself like, easily yes. ace those. So, I mean, that, yes. that's why, obviously, these books don't, don't offer those. Because they lose a lot of money on sharp people that really know Division Two, the Division Three game. Let's move on. Let's talk about NFL. And, and we are here. And by the time you're listening to this, it's probably going to be either game time or game night for the Packers at the Bears. You've got, uh, obviously, two Monday night Football games this week. We've got a full slate of NFL football. Let's start with the Chargers. Let's talk about the Chargers first. Actually, let's talk about the Rams first. They're going to be playing first uh, before anyone else. And the Rams are going on the road to take on the Line of Panthers Sunday, 10 a.m. Pacific Time tip-off kickoff, I should say, from Bank of America Stadium. The Panthers are one of my bounce-back teams. They have an over-under of 7.5. Cam Newton seems healthy. He's saying all the right things. Not only is his shoulder healthy from last year, uh, but that foot that he had a boot on earlier in the preseason seems to be healthy. Uh, And this is a team that I do like to bounce back. They still have a pretty good defense. It's not as elite as it once was, uh, but they should be a good team. They have one of the premier playmakers, of course, Christian McCaffrey. It's a team that plays very hard under Coach Ron Rivera. They play a lot of close games. There's a reason why. This is only a two-and-a-half-point spread for the Rams. Blindly, this would probably, you know, in a vacuum, I think the Rams would be favored by almost a touchdown. Uh, but with a lot of the question marks of the Rams, with that Super Bowl hangover potentially, going west to east, as we've talked about many times, that early kickoff, they're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This feels like a trap for the Rams. It feels like it's a good bet to take him at minus two-and-a-half because you're, you're getting the right side of the line. Uh, but this line really scares me, and I'm going to go ahead and take Panthers' money line first half I do think the Panthers come out here. They punch the Rams right in the face. We'll see about Todd Gurley. I'm sure those questions will be answered very uh, quickly. Jared Goff, of course, got the most guaranteed money of any NFL quarterback in, in history today. We'll see how he comes out and plays here. But I do think the Panthers come out very hot. If you can find a Panthers first quarter bet, I'm going to take that as well. I do think the Rams do come back and win this game. I don't have a lot of confidence in that, but I do think they're going to win this game. So at minus two and a half, they're not a bad bet, but... I'm going to go ahead and stay away from this whole thing here. Take the Panthers first quarter. Take the Panthers at money line. I don't have a real thought on over under 50, but I'm sure you do. So, what's your pick for this game, Chris?
0: Yeah, so I'm seeing Rams minus 104, minus two half, Panthers plus two half, minus 106. Rams money line minus 133, Panthers plus 121, over under 50, minus 104 on the over, minus 106 on the under. I like the Rams in the game, minus two half. I think getting Rams minus one oh four again, chop for that price, compare it. I think that's pretty good for a minus two half and it's not three or three half, which would worry me greatly. Uh, the Rams well, are guns.
1: If it if it crosses that bridge, I'm gonna have nothing to do with that. I, I do see this as a one possession game.
0: Yeah. And I like uh, I like both teams to be a little rusty. Uh, I'm gonna throw a chair through the window. You if Todd Gurley, if He's Todd Gurley, rushing. yes, if Todd Gurley has like two rushes, I'm breaking something. I'm just, I'm going to, my head's going to explode. And and when they pull some guy out of the stands who's named CJ Anderson and looks like he hasn't worked out in three months to play in the Super Bowl, I'm going to lose it. Um, but I like that under, under 24 uh, and a half for the first half. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams in the game, minus two half. I'm going to take the Rams if the price is right again. But I do like that under 24 half uh, for the first half is the two bets in that game.
1: Let me ask you this then. If you have some worries about Gurley, are you taking the player prop unders?
0: Do you have confidence in him at all? Uh, I don't have confidence in him, but I'm going. So, what I am going to hope is that the prices. All these like there's gonna be a bunch of girly overs and I don't know, hopefully there'll be some stupid story comes. I would love to see Sean McVeigh get in front of a microphone and talk about how awesome Todd Gurley's looked at practice this week and watch watch the watch the betting public uh, bet those props out of order so I can I can end up the game with about twelve Todd Gurley under props, uh, because I had about seventeen Todd Gurley over props in the Super Bowl and I'm having trouble getting over that. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think there's a lot of caution on Todd Gurley, so I, I had not looked at player prop lines yet, which, by the way, you can get on mybookie.ag, just a little bonus plug-in for there for you, MyBookie. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting with Todd Gurley. we will we'll say that much here. This this random season, to be honest, is going to be very, very interesting. I'm really curious to see how they bounce back from a dreadful Super Bowl performance. Uh, I think we'll really find out this year, Sean McVay, if he is a— all-time head coach or you know a, a good coach in the moment but not necessarily elite generationally. because look if they happen to have a season in which they go back to the Super Bowl or even just contend to go back to the Super Bowl that would be remarkably impressive when you have that target on your back when things don't necessarily break the same way for you as they did in that Super Bowl season you find out a lot about about your team and about your coach And if they face adversity and they're still amazing then Sean McVay truly is the next Bill Belichick I think we can uh, I think we'll know that one way or another after the season, so I'm very curious to see the Rams. Let's move on and talk about the Chargers. They're hosting the Andrew Luckless Indianapolis Colts led by new quarterback Jacoby Brissett. They're a 6.5-point favorite over under. is 45. This one's from Digney Health Sports Park. Yes, that is the new name of the StubHub Center the formerly uh, Home Depot Center. This is a 1.05 p.m. kickoff on Sunday here. Uh, when I first saw this matchup, I was loving the Chargers. I don't remember exactly what the line was. I think it was probably about a point and a half, two and a half, uh, that they were favored against Andrew Luck and the Colts. And I thought maybe we'd see a banged up Andrew Luck or we'd see a late scratch to Andrew Luck, which is more of a detriment to how they're going to be able to go out there and prepare. They've had a couple weeks, obviously, since he retired unceremoniously. And uh, I do not like the Chargers in this spot here. I I think you're going to be the same here, Chris. I'm going to lean right now the Colts at plus six and a half. I will like that if it gets to a full touchdown uh, or beyond, and so I'm I'm scared of how the target can come out here. They've got distractions galore. Melvin Gordon just, obviously, they, they reaffirmed that they're not going to negotiate with him anymore. Tom Telesco came out and said that. He's either going to plan to his current deal, or they're trading him. Uh, and, and there was a rumor that came out today that a team had discussed, uh, conditionally, trading for Melvin Gordon, so the rumors are still there. The offensive line's a mess. you got Russell Okum dealing with blood clots. Uh, you've got uh, Dan Feeney beating out Forrest Lamp for that guard spot. It's going to be a really interesting game here for the Chargers. I don't think they have uh, what it takes to come out here and cover a very large spread here. Last year, I thought they were going to come out firing against the Chiefs. and Obviously, we know how that one went with Patrick Mahomes. A little bit of an unfair comparison. But, look, this Colts team is still—they're a good team. They're well-coached. They have a great executive team. Uh, they have a very good defense. They have talent on offense. You know, Jacoby Brissett uh, isn't necessarily a great starting quarterback, but he was an excellent backup quarterback. Two years ago, he had his moment to shine. He had a whole season with his team. He's a much more mature quarterback now. Uh, This is a big line. I feel like this should be more like a a four-and-a-half point spread. What are your thoughts here, Chris?
0: Yeah, so I'm seeing Colts, six-half, as you said, minus 107, money line, plus 242, over-under 45, minus 104 on the over, minus 106 on the under. Chargers at minus 65, minus 103, money line, minus 273. That's far too expensive for my taste, Again, not seeing the lines off sides yet at this early date, but I like the Colts plus six half. I would really wait and watch that balloon if I could get that at Colts plus seven half. I don't know why it would, but maybe people will go down the Chargers. They'll just hammer traveling to San Diego, uh, traveling to L.A., and you can get that price to move. I love the Colts if it gets to plus seven half. Mm-hmm. And I've got the first half over at twenty two half, get that for even money or better if you can. Uh, I think can me your gonna, thoughts
1: on the, the first half over. What what's your handicap on that?
0: Yeah, so my feeling on that is basically uh Brissett is has been playing all all preseason, all practice. He's been getting the snaps. Luck has been, you know, before he retired was standing on the side field, you know, stretching. I think Brissett has gotten a ton of practice. I think as we've said a thousand times, defenses are more prepared. I think in this case that Colt offense is actually going to be in a pretty good spot. Uh, I love the Charger offense, even if Melvin Gordon isn't playing, even if Okun is is dealing with blood clots. Uh, I like, I like this to be uh, a pretty comfortable, as comfortable as you can get, anyway. I, you know, I could see this first half being 24, 27 points, something like that. Uh, I just think that Colts offense is going to be a pretty well-oiled machine comparatively to to most teams. So do you
1: like the the full game over/under as well? 45.
0: Uh, don't love the full game over, over under, uh, right now, just, just that Colts hoping it moves to, to seven or seven half. And then the first mm-hmm. half over, um, I suppose if you like the first half over, you'd say you'd like the game over, but it's just, you know, what I'm seeing. And again, sticking my finger in the wind and how I think the prices are going to move. I just think the most value is going to be in that first half over.
1: Understood. All right. Well, we went for through all four local teams. That's UCLA, USC charges, Rams, not a lot of optimism from both myself and Chris about the four L.A. teams so far this week. We did not take spread for any of those teams. We did not take money line for any of those teams. We took both unders in the college games here. So uh, hopefully we'll have some some better times ahead here for all four L.A. teams. We're going to wrap it up with our best bets of the NFL opening week here. Of course, we're both excited for Packers at Bears on Thursday. And if you listen to this, it could be already Thursday. We're recording this again Tuesday evening. This is episode 12 of Believe in Banning LA. My best bet is going to be a teaser. It feels like we're probably copying each other a little bit here in the NFL portion because I believe you have a teaser coming up as well. My teaser is very simple. I see two teams that I do not, under any circumstance, see losing. That is the Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. They just traded, of course, Laramie Army an absolute fire sale. They are tanking as much as I've ever seen an NFL team tank. This is a roster that's not going to be happy. They are not going to be motivated. They absolutely know with certainty this is what. The coaching staff has in, in hand here. Uh, we might see back quarterback Josh Rosen if things don't go well here. I know I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's come off the bench. He's been benched many times throughout his career. The Ravens, they play good defense. They're a good team. Yes, this is a road victory. Yes, it will be extraordinarily humid and tough to play in Miami. I just don't see the Ravens under any circumstance losing this game. So you can get them literally at point half right now, which is essentially a money line. And the Patriots, uh, they have lost their opening game a few times before. Most notably, of course, was two years ago, that coming art party for Kareem Hunt when they lost the opening kickoff game to the Chiefs. Uh, but they're playing the Steelers. Yes, the Steelers have won, I think, seven straight Sunday night games, which seems hard to believe. But I saw that somewhere on Twitter earlier. This I, I think there's only one current player on the Steelers that have even beaten the Patriots because it's been a long time since they beat New England. They've had a couple of extremely close calls. But this is one of those games where the establishment just, Tends to win. They're at home. It's early in the season. You've got a lot of new faces on the Pittsburgh side. The Patriots are the Patriots. And yes, they lose a game that makes you scratch your head every single year in, in September and maybe even October. I just don't see this game being that. So I'm going to tease both the Ravens and the Patriots at Money here. That's a good bet. They're, it's great value in both those.
0: Yeah, I'm doing a teaser as well. And one of these days here soon, we're going to get Mike Hall, uh, the Stag Capital Brain, on to explain the teaser formula uh, that we use or the general practice that we use and, and the kind of how we find value in that. And to that point, uh, Stag Capital Special, this is a two team teaser and you get, your odds can be no worse than minus 120 for these two teams. And this is a six point teaser. So each team is getting six points. Again, if you if you need to figure out what your odds are, just Google odds calculator. Uh, You'll be able to figure out and make sure that you're not getting any worse than minus 120. If you can get at minus 110, this is basically a max bet as much as you're comfortable getting down. Panthers plus 9 versus the Rams. Cardinals plus 8 half versus the Lions. And why are those so great? It's because they are moving through that 3 half and that 7 half. On both those games, that is what makes it valuable. That is what makes it a statistical advantage to you when you can get those odds minus one twenty or minus one ten. Bet those with confidence and bathe in the glory that is the Wong teaser.
1: Man, I think it's going to be a really rough afternoon for the Cardinals, but we'll see. I mean, what you're saying is not incorrect. I don't think you're necessarily beating the drum for either the Panthers or the Cardinals. You just see the value there, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. One more sponsor for today, of course, we already spoke about mybookie.ag, but we're in the business of – it's really not sports betting, Chris. It's, it's really the business of information, having an advantage in information. And if you have that like I did last week with the Wisconsin Badgers game, uh, you're going to have a lot of winning days and, and a lot fewer losing days. So where do I go when I want to get winners, when I need that information that we just discussed? VegasSportsAdvisors.com. they have a dozen pros. They post their picks for all different sports, but specifically for football, uh, it's not a betting site, it's an information site. They go on there and they break game, games down. They're gonna handicap it very similar lead to how we do it here. So check it out. You can use the promo code BettingLA, the name, of course, of this podcast. And that gets you a week free. So just give it a try. I mean, we have this is if you're gonna do it for any week, you might as well do it for week one of the NFL season. We really don't know that much about these teams, even the experts don't. But these guys are gonna know as much as anyone else. The biggest sports and use the promo code bettingLA. For a free week. That was episode 12 here, Chris. Any last thoughts here on both college football week two and NFL opening week?
0: Yeah, I will give a fun nugget for those that have been following the Andrew Luck drama. He was going to retire. This is a fact that he was going to retire. Was it two, three years ago? He injured his shoulder. Remember, it took him Mm -hmm. and the (laughs) office a whole year. Yep. They went, uh, they went to the playoffs. Uh, they, I think they lost in the wild card of the first round. His shoulder had been injured for three or four or five weeks, something like that. And the training staff and the Colts told him, you're going to need surgery. You can't make it any worse. Doesn't matter. Offseason was a debacle. He missed that whole year. There was all those stories. Can he hold a football? Can he throw a Nerf ball? He was ready to call it quits then. And then he got talked out of it. Defining too much of his life by football, was told you have to be involved in this, you have to do it. His heart wasn't in it then. He eked it out for, I guess another two, three seasons after that. Uh, but it was never there. And that is one of those things that surprises me and the blind spot in the media sometime, that nobody else reported on that, and that when he retired, it was it was uh, packaged as this absolute surprise and nothing, you know how did this happen? This is incredible. Nobody saw this coming. I saw it coming, and I don't know any more people than these people know. Uh, I wish I could have put money down on Andrew Luck retiring before, you know, age 35, uh, but I wasn't able to do that. But uh, take that. You can tell all your barroom friends that you got an insider guy in L.A. that told you Luck had been going to gonna retire for, for days now. But uh, true story.
1: So we have an insider that broke news from three years ago about him retiring, which happened two weeks ago. That's all right. right. That, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good tooting your horn there. So, uh <laughs> all right. Well, let's just really quick recap our picks here. We both like the under at UCLA. We like the under in SC. Uh, I like both those teams to get off the side, or SC got, got that win. But I like UCLA to get their first win. I like certainly SC to cover. I think you do as well. My best bet is Fresno State plus three in the NFL. We both like the Colts at plus six and a half, plus seven. We really like plus seven and a half. We really, really, really like we like the Panthers both first quarter and per- first half. My tease was Ravens and Patriots money line. You had a tease of uh, Cardinals and Panthers. So we'll see how this did uh, next week. You had an amazing week one here. We're gonna break it down every single week on two two and one. You are the champion right now. Four one and one So go. Uh, give your uh, wife a kiss. Give your baby a kiss, and uh, let them know that you're a, a two man champion of uh, of meaningless. Online pool. So, <laughs> for Chris Lewin for Sad Cat, for the Believe Podcast Network, this was episode 12 of Believe been in Betting LA, and we'll have a long, hopefully very profitable season in football. We'll see you guys next time.